stop, stop, stop. I can't take it anymore. Oh, I do the live one too. Yes, I know. I saw your act in the theatre. You're really quite good. Quite a certain harmful habit. Stop it now, I'm leaving. I don't think he felt anything after the crash. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. We are breaking up with RBS, episode 101. And I am Tani Santabria. And I am JDK Winnikin. Back once again, we are for the next half hour to debunk the junk. All those stories we tell ourselves in our emotional states that just end up making things so much harder than we want them to be. And we're here to suggest that it doesn't have to be that way. And it might be simpler for it not to be that way than we often tell ourselves. And so that's what we're here to do. Thank you so much if you are listening live. Good morning. If you are listening to this as a podcast, thanks for finding it. Thanks for liking it. Thanks for reviewing it. Thanks for sharing it. We really appreciate it. And remember, you can get this as a podcast wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to know more about us, you can check out our Facebook group at Breaking Up With Our BS. We also have a YouTube channel that has all the video versions of these episodes at Breaking Up With RBS. Tawny has a fantastic six-week self-mastery course at unperfectyourself.com where you can apply all the things that we talk about in your own context over six weeks and see what comes up for you. And on the second Saturday of every month, Tawny and I host a free online Zoom workshop about getting into the body. We answer a number of different questions that you might have. And there is more on the horizon that we're really excited about. So, here we are again for the 101st, 100, yeah, it's 101st time. Uh, mm-hmm. Tawny, so how's, how's all of that going? How's all that landing? How's life? Where do you want to go today? Oh, where do I want to go today? Well, 101st or 101 sounds like a lot. So <laughs> we got to get the hang of the hundreds now mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. Um, as we, as we um, are talking about that. So yeah. All is really good. Um, where, what are we in? We're in August. So summer is sort of not coming to a close necessarily, but definitely sort of winding down a little bit. And it's feeling a little bit like a fall and for a few more moments of the, mm-hmm. of the days and, and the weeks, which is, which is kind of nice too. So, um, I always, you know, growing up, not, not necessarily just growing up, but raising kids, September was always that back to school yep. um, gear up. I was always so very productive in September. <laughs> <laughs> like the energy of September, the end of August is it just is like, yeah. okay, now we're ready to get things organized and get things done and make some decisions. And, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. kind of funny. I've been noticing that this past week. Yeah, there's a ramping up kind of feeling, right? That as as kind of come out of the summer, relax, summer trips, people do those final trips and then kids are going back to school and you drive around and you see the back to school ads at places, you know, maybe the billboards and the TV and all that. There's always this more energy and and uh I've I always enjoy I always notice when I'm when I'm out places and kids are back to school shopping with their parents. You can tell how they feel about school by how they're handling whatever it is they're doing. <laughs> some yeah. some or, are depressed, or, or, some are mm-hmm. some are excited. <laughs> <laughs> or just how much you get into all the different gear, right? Like mm-hmm. like some people like all of the different markers and pencils and all of the things, and the other ones are just like, no, I'll take that. Yep. <laughs> I don't need any more than that. I don't want to carry any more than that, right? <laughs> <laughs> kind of kind of kind of funny. 
and, and fun too. But anyway, so I've just been noticing even when I don't have any kids to deal with school around um, right now, I'm still feeling like this sense of, okay, let's get things organized and let's get some decisions made here. Um, A lot of energy, which is good. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. And I, I, I've noticed it too. in a lot of people, every people's energy is up and there's a, in some cases it's frenetic, but it seems increased kind of across the board with a lot of people I talk to clients and friends and others, and just my own observation. So, mm-hmm. um, so there's probably a lot in all of that energetic realm that we could talk about, but is anything coming, coming right to the front of your mind today that you'd like to discuss? Yes. I had a different plan. I, I, I think we all need to revisit some, some bullshits. Oh, all right. Around a particular area. Okay. Um, we talked about these a long time ago, and I think we even talked about them a little bit last week. Um, but I want to revisit this idea in that, that we have, this notion that we have about our partner. And it doesn't necessarily need to be just our partner. It could be anybody that we're in any kind of relationship with, but certainly it happens quite a bit with our partner. This sense of that they should just know. They should just know what I need. They suggest they should just know me. They should be able to, um, you know, be accurate, have accurate timing, just know what the situation needs without me having to ask for what I might need. Um, yeah, I want to revisit that. What comes up for you when I put that out there? Well, the first thing comes up like, yes, let's revisit this because I think. I think we all do this. You know, we all experience it. And there is absolutely no other way that we end up responding just by it, it causes strife. It causes frustration. It causes defensiveness. It causes confusion. It, it causes disconnect, you know. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm laughing at it because, yeah, we could probably revisit this on a regular basis and it would be useful because I think we all do this for varying reasons in various ways. And I think you're right in every context, certainly in our most important relationships, partnership, romantic partnerships in particular, it seems to really happen a lot, but mm-hmm. yeah, I'm like, Oh, mm-hmm. okay. That yeah. sounds good. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So where to begin, right? Like let's begin at the beginning when we start a relationship and <laughs> Things are all great and amazing. Mm-hmm. And we ha- we really have a lot of energy going towards this other person, a lot of um, thinking about this other person, a lot of um, we're putting, you know, we're losing sleep over this other person oftentimes. We'll, we'll make decisions to spend time with this other person. We'll, we'll change our life a little bit, right? So we're getting to know each other and lots is going on and we're feeling very connected oftentimes. I mean, not in every moment, but you get the gist, right? So, so then we decide, oh, okay, um, let's keep this relationship going in some capacity or another. And, um, and then all of this is supposed to continue just as it, as it began. Um, but, but that's not how relationships develop, just like a tiny little baby when the tiny little baby is so cute and darling and smells so delicious and is, you just want to hold them all day long. And then eventually you don't, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Eventually they turn two or three or four or 12 or 16 and your things change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same thing with the relationship changes. 
Yeah, it grows in the same thing. So that's where I want to start. Okay, yeah. So that's actually a really great way to look at it, I think, because it's, you know, with a baby, there's there's all the joy, there's the newness, there's the excitement, there's the all of that. And then it's not to say that, and again, I'm not a parent, so I'm just assuming this. Tell me if I'm wrong. I'll see you nod your head or shake your head. <laughs> but it seems to me that how you interact with a child is going to change because they're changing in how they are interacting, interacting with you. And they start talking, they start crawling, they start walking, they start running, they start jumping off of things, you know, and, you know, uh, they may or may not sleep the same. There, there's all those things. It's, it's something that I know when my sister would talk about parenting, she'd say, you know, it's a good thing that I, they didn't start off by sending me home a toddler. You know, I came home with a small baby that, that didn't do too much at first, and I got to grow into it. And I got to, you know, go through step by step of changes and learn how to do the next step in parenting. Uh, we don't necessarily talk about the next steps in relationships in the same way, you know, or at least not in my experience. Is that your experience? We don't get a lot of education around relationships at all, right? That's just kind of the way that goes. But there's in both of those with the baby and the relationship, there's a period of time where we're supposed to bond. Yeah, you know right. we're wired to be to bond, and so the bonding happens, um, but it it's not supposed to be the end all of it, right? Just like you were describing a child growing up, relationships sort of shifts and changes, and the individuals in the relationship are supposed to grow also. Um, if they don't, then then you know at the best case we're stagnant, but at at the worst case we're completely unhappy, mm-hmm. and and we don't like this, right? And um, and escaping from life and, you know, filled with distractions and things like this. So, mm-hmm. so we, we, we don't, we don't want to get complacent in a sense of like, okay, so we've known each other for this period of time. They should just know who I am. And then down the road, they should just be able to meet what I need without me having to go through what I need. That would mean that we were, we're accepting that we wouldn't grow and change. And, and I think most of us want to grow and change. I think that's exciting to grow and change. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, Mm -hmm. it seems like in sometimes in relationships, what can happen is, is one, a person will say, yeah, I want to grow and change, but then having another person there in partnership with grow and change can feel perhaps threatening. Maybe it's difficult to give that same freedom the other way. At least I've experienced that in my own relationships, both as the person who is saying, I like, I like to grow, I like to change, but please don't grow and please don't change. And I've been the person on the other end as well. And I've been in relationships where at various times it's been both. And those relationships, big surprise, ended. (laughs) Not that, you know, all relationships do end eventually one way or the other, but those were ones that it's the exact thing we're talking about is um, hamstrung. Those things were, and they, they only grew to a certain point mm-hmm. because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because not allowing yourself or someone else to grow and change would be basically like suffocating them. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's what we're supposed to do as humans. Yeah. We're, we age, we grow and we change, our bodies change. Mm-hmm. Our, our, our preferences change, our challenges. We want more challenges. Once a 
challenge is, is met, we want another challenge, we're going to grow and change. So expecting that somebody's not going to grow and change, realistic, and it's going to feel very stifling and, and, and stuck. And I think that's where problems start to happen and, and, and held in, in ways that, that don't allow us to thrive. Yeah, that's very true. And, and yeah, yeah. And we're not talking about this. We're not, we're not talking about how do we grow and change together? Oftentimes we're just, you know, going to the network. Maybe we're having kids together. Maybe we were, um, moving jobs together. Maybe we're doing about how this is, is changing us. And so if we're working off of old assumptions of who this person was when I was really tuned in. And so now I'm supposed to know, or I'm supposed to react in, in a pleasant way, even though I'm frustrated and angry and disconnected too. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so it causes a lot of misunderstanding and it causes a lot of disconnection and it's just that much easier to agree that you're going to say what you need with each other. You're just going to say what you need. You guess what? You don't have to guess anymore. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, and I, I wonder, is it because we have not been taught and we don't talk about transitioning well out of that initial phase where everything feels good? Everything is, you know, it's lovey-dovey, it's connected, it's exciting, it feels good. There's the bonding piece. And then is the assumption that we just need to freeze that in place and hold on to that for as long as possible? Uh, what is it that is so difficult about that transition into what you're just talking about? Because my most successful relationships of any kind are the ones today where it's exactly like that. You say what you need to say. Yeah, yeah. Well, we don't know how to do relationships long-term necessarily. And we aren't necessarily, we're not communicating like that. But the other part of it is too, is that we just get rolling in our life. And oftentimes we prioritize almost everything else um, over the relationship at some point we, we, you know, like work's really important. Making money is really important. Taking care of the kids in this particular way is really important. Um, taking that job that, that, that takes us away is really important. Um, some of the other distractions, um, you know, sports and TV and tech and social media and all of those other things can be more important. Um, so then that where's the time mm -hmm. there's no, there's no time left for really having, having conversations that reconnect us um, also. So, so that's the other part too. We are filled with distractions all day long and we're not really making that, um, that, that effort to put the relationship above, you know, some of these other things. Yeah. And it, and when, when you talk about distractions, all the time that that fills up and all the energy that that takes up and suddenly there isn't the time or the energy or the time or the energy isn't being taken for those conversations for that time because we fill everything up with so many other things. Um, yeah. That's what comes to mind for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the part, like if we really want to know what our, like if we really want to have this notion of like, okay, I have, 
I am in partnership with a mind reader. Great. Okay. We want to hold on to that. Everybody wants that, right? Okay. So let's let's play with that for a second. What if what if what if this is the case? We would really need a lot of time with that person. That person would have to see us a lot to be able to notice all of the subtle shifts and changes. You know, what what happened earlier in our day so that then, you know, later in the day that mind reader would know, wow, well, yeah, that person had a stressful morning because I remember seeing that thing go down earlier in the stressful morning. Like we would have to be with each other quite a bit if we were going to even be successful with the mind reading sort of situation anyway. And that's not usually the case anymore. We're not usually, we might be in the same physical space, but we're not paying attention to each other. Yeah. And so, so what that does then is, is if we're drifting back and forth between those moments of paying attention, which isn't necessarily the same as connecting, right? Because <laughs> connections to me feels, feels like an intentional thing, right? So we might be in the same space. We might be talking. But that doesn't mean you're connected. And if you have all these other things going on, man, it seems like not only is everything piecemeal, but then we, end up, we can end up dropping back into our expectations, our insecurities, our, you know, whatever it is that keeps us from saying what it is that we need, you know, saying what we need to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Even, even when we're in the same physical space, we're not necessarily talking to each other. It can be very common that, okay, maybe TV's on, maybe phones are out, mm-hmm. maybe laptops are out, maybe, um, you know, we're in the same house, but uh, partners, you know, in that room and we're in this room. We don't even. We're not eating together, even in the same space. So we could be in the same physical um, environment, but not necessarily pay attention to each other at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least paying attention would would be something that would help us get to connection. So we we would need to pay attention to get there, for sure. Yeah. So that's a that's a good starting point. But but oftentimes we're if it's like, okay, well, you know, we're in the same physical space, that should be enough. But, but it it is, but it isn't, but it isn't. Especially if we're distracted with one device and our partner's distracted with another device or just doing different things uh, in in the same environment, we could be, you know, off doing different things and wouldn't be, you know, paying attention to each other at that time in either. So, so that idea that your partner should know your needs and you shouldn't have to tell them is just not going to um, get you anywhere mm-hmm. except for um, more intensification of the problem. Yeah, it's not going to get you anywhere Whatever good. <laughs> you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, we're good. No, no, well, <laughs> nowhere you probably want to be. Yeah. Right, right. And yeah. You know, and, and it occurs to me that that this this has everything to do with we've talked about the conditioning of what we're taught to expect, you know, in relationships or what a successful relationship is supposed to look like. Uh, and yet it's I keep thinking about the the dynamic you and I talk about a lot individually and in relationships. We can be either in protected mode or connected mode. It seems like protected mode is easy for us to fall into without even being aware of it. And then, but connected mode takes intention and that time commitment and that space commitment. Um, and so I, you know, 
for anybody listening going, well, how do I get into that mode? Well, you have to choose to, you know, to do that. On some level, you have to choose to develop, to do that on some level. And wow, that takes vulnerability. That takes, and it seems to me, one of the things that we struggle with is this idea that if I speak what my needs are, or somebody else speaks what their, my, their needs are, and conflict or disagreement arises, it creates unsettledness, unsettledness, that's not a word, but it is right now, unsettledness, strife, and of course, the big fear, the end of the relationship behind that, or a growing apart, or a changing of things that's uncomfortable. I, I wonder to what degree we do not connect a successful relationship with the need to get comfortable with discomfort. Yeah. I mean, it's, we want it to be our vision of what we want mm -hmm. in, in our relationships, right? Whatever that is. And, and there's so much, um, so many different ways to be in relationship. Uh, but there's a few different things that if we're expecting out of our partner to be a certain way or the relationship to just float along without needing to do a lot of work in at periods of time, that that is a, a setup for um, sabotage, oh. right? So there are certain things that are going to get us not what we want, um, but what but whatever. But we there are a lot of unique sort of ideas about um, relationships and and what would you know what might work for you in a relationship might not work for me in a relationship. All of those kinds of things, but that that idea that okay. I'm going to need something from my partner in this moment. I know clearly what I need. I'm refusing internally to ask for this. And then later on tonight, I'm going to be angry. Well, I'm already angry because it's not happening. But, you know, later on tonight, I'm really going to be angry. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to then let my partner know maybe, or maybe not for the, maybe I'll let him know the next time. Um, but the, then this story of not meeting my needs, not cluing into me, not knowing what I need, what I'd like and, and what works for me. And, and then my partner's selfish and this has been going on for forever and a day, right? So, so it's even the small little things in a moment's time that build up and build up and build up. And then all of a sudden, um, you know, we're just so far apart. Yep. So far apart. Yep. And the explosions are happening all over the place. So it's even those tiny little things like, can you take the dog out? You know, I'm, I, I know I was going to, but you know, I got to, you know, what, you know, just even those kinds of things. Um, if they're not sort of like, I'm the parent and you're the child and that kind that thing dynamic that can happen in there, but it's even that stuff, um, that we need to be communicating more often instead of getting upset that the dog was never taken out because nobody realized that the other person wasn't taking the dog out or <laughs> <laughs> whatever, however that looks or that sense. Right. <laughs> we need to even communicate about the dog. <laughs> right. Right. Well, and you know, and if, and if, uh, and if that's the thing that, you know, breaks the camel's back leads to the explosion, it's an indicator that that's been happening in around a lot more things than just about whether the dog's been taken out or not, mm -hmm. you know, um, and, mm -hmm. you know, and that's, that's the thing I, I've, you know, I've, I've developed some very strong opinions about these things over the years and from my own experience and, and, um, and the difficult part it seems is, or at least it was difficult for me and I don't want to speak for everybody was recognizing that, 
you know, my own needs matter on one hand. I want to be able to say what it is that I need and talk about these things. But there's another person who is in partnership with me who's on, who's very different and looks at things differently and has different experiences, might have commonalities, of course, if we're in this relationship. But recognizing the freedom of that person to be who they are, think as they do, feel as they do in that moment, grow as they will grow, um, that letting go of the idea of what that relationship should look like, to me is absolutely so paramount because what that does is even though it's, it connects with discomfort, right? There's some discomfort in that. That's really the way to stay present in that relationship and continue to keep making the choice continually to stay in that and continue to grow. It seems to me, I mean, you've, you've been doing this for a while with hubby Dave. It seems to me that you have to, you have to continually be in the moment, recognizing that you're going to grow as you grow and you can't anticipate that necessarily. And you, that's why, and that's why you must talk about it and talk about things like who will take out the dog and can you do that? You know, I don't mean to project (laughs) onto you, but it just seems to me that that's what a successful relationship would have to be built on. Absolutely. Absolutely. You've got to be able to tune into each other. There has to be, there has to be time to tune in. They have to prioritize each other to tune in. You've got to be willing to say the hard things that are uncomfortable. You've got to be willing to listen to the hard things that are uncomfortable. And both people have to be doing this mm-hmm. for, for us not to be misunderstanding each other. Both people do really have to be doing this. So it is a choice. It comes back to what you said earlier. It's a choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of course, the result yeah. of that, you know, we can't predict or control necessarily, you know, but the idea is if you want to take the chance to grow that relationship and have it turn into something that might even be better than what expectation you could put on it, that's kind of where you got to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, if you want a long-term relationship, absolutely. Absolutely. But we could talk about so much more around this actually, um, but we can't because we are out of time. <laughs> we can pick it up again. Well, it's always a good reminder. So. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Tony. That's it was good to go over again. Thanks you to all of you also for listening to this episode of Breaking Up with RBS. So happy to have you join us. We'll be back next week with some more BS uh, to debunk. Mm-hmm. And until then, I am JDK Winnikin. And I'm Tony Santa Maria. Nobody's a mind reader, everyone. See you. <laughs> Stop, stop, I can't take it anymore. Oh, I do the live one too. Yes, I know. I saw your act in the theater. You're really quite good.